Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's that special time once again for the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. And it will be airing live momentarily. This is that place to ask those special questions about PCs, technologies, with your computer, iPhone, and those smart devices designed to work at home and in the office that's supposed to make life easier. We welcome your questions tonight. And please help me welcome the CEO and founder of the Jaymore Connection, Inc. And the star of tonight's show, Mr. John C. Morley. Check us out more at jmor.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome again to another more Tech Talk show. Uh, tonight, I thought we would talk about Windows 10. I had been teaching about this and the intro to Windows 10. I know a lot of you have been thinking about it and wondering, you know, what's going on with Windows 10, what's happening. And I wanted to give you some kind of information about, you know, what's really happening with Windows 10. So I think the most important thing about Windows 10 is that it's not a lot different than Windows 7, but there are some differences. I thought tonight we would go into exploring some of the things that are similar and some things that are a little bit different. First thing I want to talk about is Windows 10 is an operating system that's meant to give the user a unified on multiple devices. For example, if you're using a tablet with Windows 10, if you're using a PC, if you're using a certain type of that has Windows 10 type operating system for mobile, then you would have that. Uh, if you have an iPhone, of course, that doesn't play into it. In Windows 10, we actually have several things. The first thing we have is something called the before we actually start Windows 10, we actually are prompted with a login. Now, if there is more than one computer, then you will have a little choice at the bottom left to pick which account that you want to um, log in. Select the bottom left, and then just select that you would click on sign in. So, one of the things that's probably similar, and I'm sure you've seen it before, is the system setting area. Setting area, it's really simple. All you have to do to get to it is just click on the little flag. I call it the Windows flag. And then at the bottom of that, you're going to see something there that has basically it's like a little bar that pops up. You're going to see in the middle, you're going to see that it looks like a cog. If you point to that cog here, you'll actually be prompted with another window that comes up called the Windows settings. Okay? Now, the Windows settings is devices, network, and internet. Personalization, accounts, time and language, ease of access, privacy, and security. And again, tonight is just to give you a little basic understanding of where to find some things in Windows 10. Not everything you need to know to uh, build the, uh, the system that you want, but just to give you some familiarity um, with Windows 10. The first thing is the system. The system icon. You'll notice at the top you have some of this find a setting. Now you can very easily type in what you're looking for. Right at the top, and if you do that, it will automatically search 
uh, the different places and will automatically find them if it exists. Now, I'm going to click on Cisco right now. And you're going to see that this looks a little different than the system that we had in Windows 7. Okay, you're going to have something with Windows settings, you will write in Control Panel. Now, we still have the Control Panel app, but I'll get to that later or another show. So we'll click on and when we do that, we're actually greeted with a little bar that says Find Setting. So if you were looking for something, uh, for example, if you were looking for, maybe you were looking for screen, uh, screen saver or, or whatever it is you're looking for, you could, you could find the set right at the top. When you do that, uh, it would automatically find it. But again, you have to have what it is you're looking for. Now, if on the left side of the column, you're going to see it says system, it says display, apps, features. So we're going to go through all these, okay? First one is display. So we have the ability to search, sort, filter by drive. Uh, excuse me, pardon me. I clicked on the wrong one. Display. Display, we're going to see identify, detect, display. So we can click on identify, and that'll tell us what monitor that we are currently using, what number. Mine that I clicked on happens to be on the detect, and it will try to detect another display if it was detected. And then the third one is connect to a wireless display. Okay. So what do we mean by that? Well, I actually have a wide eye. Uh, many of you might be familiar with my wide eye. And the thing about the wide eye is um, we actually can connect right to that by using the connection method. You don't have to use uh, like use the Intel connection before Wizard. We don't have to do that anymore because it's all part of Win. So again, very very simple, uh, very very easy. To remember once we connect and look for the information on the screen. So when we connect, clicking on connect. Um, for the device, and it looks at SBW, and then what it's going to do in a few seconds, it's actually going to ask me for the code. Once it asks me for that particular code, okay, uh, then I'm all set to go. Now, in my case, it already did it. I can disconnect it, and I'm already connected to the box. Now, in Windows 10, um, if the device is already on there, it's automatically going to remember the setting. If you never did it before, then it will go ahead and uh, allow you to enter it. But because it was a setting, I'm actually not going to not going to have to worry about that. So I wanted to give you some about that. So that's the display. So you have the ability of changing the orientation from landscape, portrait, landscape. So portrait, landscape. And then we have advanced display settings. Advanced display settings is where we actually can change our resolution. For example, 1990 by 900, 1680 by 1050, 1920 by 1080, etc. We have our color management area where we can change the, uh, the Fry CM for the display. You don't usually need to change that. And then we also have our color calibration uh, if you need to do a color calibration. Calibration on the display, and again, it makes it very easy and very, very simple to go through a color calibration. So you'll actually be prompted with a little box depending on on what you have, and we'll 
Uh, you don't usually need to calibrate them, but there is an option here in Windows 10 that you can cal calibrate it if something's not clear type text. We've talked about this in other systems. So by clicking on that, make the text on your screen easy to read. Clear make text easy on screen. Click on turn on clear type and by default that is enabled. Advanced sizing of text and other items. If we click on that, we have the ability to change the size of items. So to change the size of text, apps and other items, you can use the display settings. If you want to temporarily lower to the screen, you can use a magnifier. If you're not going to do any of these, then you can set a custom scaling level. So, for example, change all the text size. You would pick what you're changing it for, title bars, menus, message boxes, palette titles, icons, and tool tooltips. Then you take your size in the top down to the right, and then if you want to bold it, yes or no. Okay. brings you right into some functions that are part of the actual control panel. We'll talk about that in a minute, but in Windows 10, they really want you to be familiar with the same area. That's kind of what they wanted to get used to, but they still left the uh, control panel app, they call it. They still left it there so that you can still get to the So I'm going to go back, getting the little arrow here. And the next thing I want to talk about is apps and features. where we can manage optional features. We can search, we can sort, we can filter by drive. Uh, if we want to uninstall, move apps, we can do that very, very easily. We can sort by name, size, install date, show contents from all drives. So again, we can pick what we want and we click uninstall. So the apps and features area is where you'd actually uninstall. Now here's the thing that's interesting about this. Well, if you wanted to get the control panel and do it the old-fashioned way, you could just click on the, the little flag there at the bottom, the four little, uh, little four flag icon. And I'll just start typing control, and you'll see it says control panel desktop app. Now, if I click on that, see this program. Okay? Now, for example, one of my programs here is called, I'll just find one here. Uh, one of my programs is actually called, uh, let me find one that's here. I've actually got one here called if we want to uninstall a program. We can do that from here. That's a program. But an app is something a little different. Okay. Um, an app, not all programs are apps. So for example, let's say we wanted to uninstall an example here. Let's say we wanted to uninstall, in my case, I have ACT on here, okay? So I also go to my programs and features, and I could uninstall ACT right from here. Now, there's other stuff on here, like, for example, there's something called Advanced Registry. So I could go to Advanced, let's say I wanted to go to Advanced Registry, so I could remove the program from there as well. You'll notice that I have something here called Xbox, and then I have advanced options. If I go to my program area, you're going to notice something very interesting, which was not the case in Windows 7. You'll notice that there is no Xbox. Okay, programs can show up in the apps area, but apps will not show up 
okay, in the program um, uninstall area. So that's important to note. So called programs and features. Programs and features brings you to that other screen like I was showing you. But again, a real recognize the difference. Is, is, a, is an app, okay? But it's not a program installs. Again, it is an app. So that's very important to understand. For example, we have features. Then if we go to default apps, we have Outlook 2016 on my computer. We have maps. We have Groove Music, Photos. Get to the Microsoft Recommend Defaults. Choose default apps by file type. Choose default apps by protocol. Choose default apps. Set default so, the thing about this is it's just another way to manage your associations for programs similar to the way you did Windows. Really, of all that is. And just keep in mind that, again, not all programs, right? all programs will show in the apps here, but, not, but apps will not show up in the program uninstaller. So, that's just important to know. Actually, in Windows 10, there are two sides to the system. You have your program side, and then you have your app side. Now, but now they actually put it all into one, so it's not like a separate screen anymore. They made this kind of easy. So, notifications icon is another that I'm going to kind of go through the list here. So, we went through system where we, we talked about um, uh, cover that. If you click on the little start, a flag there. You'll see we have something called recently added, and you'll notice all your programs are listed alphabetically from recently added to most used to suggested. Okay. All the programs and apps. Okay. And then what it does is it lists, it goes ahead and also lists your folders and things like that. Okay. That, that are associated. For example, like there's a folder here called Windows Accessories, and I'm talking about folders that are grouped in a map. I'm not talking about just folders on your computer in general. Okay, so that's an important distinction. Over here, we see Life at a Glance. The right, so we have the recently added suggestion. To the right, we see Play and Explore. If I right click on something like one says We Speak Gmail, unpick from the start, I can resize it. Or I actually can um, make it small, right from there. So pretty easy to do. Um, you know, not, not really hard. And I think what you'll find is that, um, like for example, if I come up to the top here and I create something, I can create. Um, I can actually create a new group if I wanted to. I don't actually want to do that right now. But I guess the main thing I really want to stress to you about Metro Groups uh, is that it's, a, it's supposed to be a flexible way to manage your programs in Windows. Okay. So it's the Metro, they call it the Metro, it's really the Metro start screen Windows 8. It kind of has the same, you can have uh, so basically, apps can be in there, programs can be in there, and um, that's kind of what they were trying to do, kind of explain to everybody, you know, what was going on. 
And again, so you can unpin stuff from the start. You know, you can resize it. Um, for example, that's on your start. And you can literally say more. And you can say, uh, for example, uh, you can uninstall it all from this particular menu. But I think the neat thing about it is you can actually uh, take things and pretty much put them, you know, wherever, wherever you need to, to move them. So, for example, on our start, let's start bar. One here has the date, okay? So, for example, if I want to click on that, I can literally go into my date and I can actually customize that app, which happens to be the calendar app. I have a Photos app. I have a Skype preview, a Microsoft Edge, a store, a Facebook. These are what we call live tiles. Why are they live? Well, they require Internet access because they grab information that is dynamic or real-time. Um, if you go to the Internet, you're actually not going to see this information because, again, they update. Like right now I have my weather on the screen because my weather is loaded. I can change my location. Right now, by default, it just happens to be showing Washington, which is wrong. I just never customized it. It's very, very easy and very, very simple to do. So now, um, what I want to teach about is that you have the ability, you can, you can move things around. What I like is that you can take this bar, okay, uh, and pretty much you can do a lot of things with it. So I can take a button, I can resize it, I can do more with it. I can pin it to the taskbar. I can turn the tile off if I want to turn the tile off. Okay. And then I can turn the tile back on if I want to turn the tile on. So turning the tile updates its information. There happens to be one on here called live, uh, called uh, OneNote. So if I turn the title off, right, then what happens is uh, the data actually that I'm seeing on it, it's not, it's not dynamic. It's not changing. It would just stay right on that on that particular place. So again, you know, th this is a neat little place that you can find things. Uh, I think it'll make your life really, really easy because it's meant to give you you can access all your programs for easy. So what I like, and it's actually was around Windows Seven, but it works even better in Windows Ten. You can go right to your Start Bar. For a program, let's say I was talking for something that started with games, or I wanted something that started with blog, I, it would automatically find okay that had uh, that in it just by typing it. So again, very very uh, very easy, very very simple uh, to use. Okay, very very easy and very very simple uh, to use. So let's go ahead now and go back because what I'd like to talk about is when we get into more of some of, this, of the settings. So the next thing I want to talk about is going to be the notifications and actions area. The notification and actions area is actually pretty cool. So it's going to be found on the right side of your desktop. Okay, easy. Next to your clock and your date, you're going to see a little thing that says, it would say, no new, no new notifications. 
square with a little kind of pointed triangle down, kind of like you'd see from like a cartoon, but it's more of like a And here I see my action center. And here I have different actions like tablet mode, airplane mode. Now, here's the neat thing. You put on these different things, it actually brings you into the action settings for them. You have a note area. So what this actually does is it launches the different apps. And then you have some cool all settings. So that's all under, uh, that is all under basically our quick actions area. There's also a little thing that talks to me about okay, I can also expand my – so by default, you will only see tablet, network, note, and all settings. Tablet, note, all settings, but we'll also see this as airplane mode. works just the way you'd expect it to work. It turns off the wireless devices. Location is enabled program. We'll just send your location out when you're going to certain sites. By default, I have that turned off. There's something here that says quiet hours, so you could turn on quiet hours, and then you have another one here to the right. Mine happens to say 100%. And what this does when you click on it, it's 100% right now. That's actually my brightness. If I click it once, it goes all the way down to 0%, which you can hardly read. There's like no backlight. Click and it goes 25, 50%, 50%, and 100%. So really handy. Right now I have something that says Bluetooth. There's no Bluetooth currently connected. It says not connected. I have EPN, I have my data saver, and then I have something that says project. Okay? So project can be a PC screen only, a duplicate extend, or second screen only, or connect a wireless display. Okay? So very, very easy, very, very simple. And then we have something here called connect. So you can search for displays, the details, it'll automatically pop that up. When we go into the settings area and we go to notification and actions, it actually will have a little spot down below where it's notification. Notification app and other senders, yes or on, if it's on or you want it off. It's totally up to you. If you don't want to be bothered, you can turn that off. It turns off the other two, which says show notifications on lock screen, show alarms, reminders, and incoming VOIP calls on the lock. bottom ones as well, so all three would go off. Hide notifications when I'm duplicating my screen. You could turn that on. That's very handy. When you share a screen, you don't necessarily want to get notifications about what's going on, especially if you're in the middle of a presentation. That could kind of be uh, look a little unprofessional. And I have it on by default, but you could turn it off if you'd like to turn it off. Uh, that, that's very, again, that's very, very easy to do. Get notifications from these senders. Autoplay, on banners, sounds, and feedback hub. Okay? So very easy. Autoplay on for banners and sounds. You could turn that on or off. Feedback hub on banners and sounds on or off. Outlook on banners and sounds on or off. Search on banners and sounds on Okay? So that's a little about the notification. So that's nice. Windows 10 has a whole notification area, which is completely new. Windows doesn't really have that sounds area which Windows 10 has, but the, the banner notification is a totally different system. Click on Power and Sleep. In that same area, you're going to be greeted with uh, another uh, area on the right, one to three on battery power, or after five minutes. Okay? 
four hours, okay? And that's how people sleep after whatever it is. So I also can choose, okay? So this says, this is now. This is not the power of the computer. That's very, very important. So if you make this change in the way you normally make in the control panel under the display, do the same thing again. Remember, Windows 10 is trying to get people more interested in apps and manage things that way. So that's why they're trying to do this. I like the way Windows 10 works, but they're trying to get people more in the field of how apps work instead of just using like control panel and stuff like that. Battery power PC goes to sleep after 10 minutes when plugged in, never. And again, it would be the same settings that you would see when you go that, you're going to see that that would take you to control panel, hardware and sound, and power options. And remember, give you the same the feeling that by using apps, it's going to be quicker and easier to navigate around once you understand it. So really, they didn't take out the control panel, which I thought was nice, and they put the apps here, so once you do get familiar, you can actually work with the app side. So here for Right now, my battery usage by app is 96%. Extended battery life by limiting background activity and push notifications. If my battery falls below 20%. Battery saver status until next charge. So I can have that on or have it off. Green brightness while in battery saver mode or more saving option, go to battery saving tips. And it just brings you to a sort port. Tips about use battery saver, change display and power settings, turn off what you're using, change your sync settings. I don't know it's a different things that you can thing to you know make your computer uh, use less power when you're on the airplane. You're gonna be in airplane mode, so it won't be using network and things like that. But uh conserve. Um, it actually um, they say that using Microsoft Edge or browsing uh, Battery will last 36 to 53% longer per charge instead of Chrome, Firefox, or Oprah on Windows 10. I tend to be a Firefox guy, and I like the way Firefox works. I'm not really happy with the way Internet Explorer works. Work. And I'm totally in love with Microsoft Edge, but I know a lot of people that are. So, again, I just wanted to bring that to your attention. So we have something here. Choose a drive to see what's taking up space. So you can see how they put everything. This is all an app. So they made it easy. You have to go to, again, they got rid of There isn't something that really says drive C. You just go to the, the little flag and you type T-H-I-S and you get this PC. And this PC pulls up to what you're used to seeing, which is like your Explorer. Okay? And then you can navigate around uh, your network or your PC. But we start this PC, and then under this PC, you have the different auspices, such as whatever folders you have. If you have OneDrive installed, music, uh, pictures, etc. So keep in mind that, like, for example, pictures is really stored under the C colon users, okay, directory, and you go to your name and then you go to your pictures. So when we go to this PC, it's kind of handy because they made it real. They tried to make it easy for you. So you don't have to worry about going to the user and all that spot. Just 
click right on it, and you're right into documents, desktops, pictures. Really easy and really, really So we have my drives, how much is used out of the total. Change apps. So new apps will be saved to this PC as by default, or you can pick another drive letter if you have another drive letter. There's a good drive in there. New options will be stored again. Um, you pick your, your, um, your drive letter. In my case, it's this PC. Uh, new movies and TV shows will be saved too. So again, you have lots of flexibility. Change where you store offline maps, and you actually download maps to search for places and get directions, even when you're not connected and you have a little delete options. And again, everything goes back to this piece. Meter connections. If it's turned off, maps will only download on free Wi-Fi or unlimited cellular data, so otherwise you might encourage some charges if you turn it on. They really tried to be... How can I see? Very um, do that. They tried to make sure that uh, the efficiency was definitely there. And I know, Brian, it is time for us to go to commercial. Well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, you stay right where you are, and I'll be right back after this quick break. For IT services and data destruction, the J Moore Connection should be your direction. Engineer technology to grow your business. Our custom solutions are at your service. JMOR should be your direction. The J Moore Connection. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. So if you just joined us, we're actually to episode 44, just a few more episodes left to go in this year of 2016. And then we'll be on to season two. Can you believe that we've been on the air, uh, basically, <laughs> we, we've been on the air already in just, I'm going to say, less than, is it less than that? It's, it's actually going to be probably in less than, less than, a year because we went on the air in January. So in less than you know November fifteenth, December, I'm going to say less than less than sixty days. We're, we're on the air uh, a year. So you know, kudos to us about that. So if you just joined us, we're talking about Windows Ten. Uh, I was telling you before that Windows Ten was not the most stable creature. I will tell you that they did make quite a bit of strides in September, and the system is really stable. Um, I've actually adopted it um, on some of my home PCs now, and not just the ones that I was testing. And I it is never making a big deal about it, but I have to tell you, it really does seem to manage memory better. Now I've only had it installed; I've had it installed a lot of days. To use it every day and start, you know, being more cognizant about it, not just for testing. There's a different experience. To make this system very, very flexible. That's probably you know the best thing I can tell you. Uh, they made more powerful and a lot more robust, and they really tried to take the memory you have and get a better output. You probably need memory if you do go to Windows 10. Not that you're going to have to, but Windows 10 does use some resources. And what you're going to find with Windows 10 is you 
upgrade or did a new install. You're going to find that if you did an upgrade install, it could take a good day or so before your computer actually um, will start running a lot more efficiently, efficiently without running some extra utilities. It's because some of the cache, some of the files, they actually um, have learning how you're using the PC so it can kind of organize the files better. So, again, it's definitely very smart. So we have the section, and then we have the tablet mode. So when I sign in in tablet mode, you can use the appropriate mode for hardware. You when I sign in in tablet mode, this is what we'll do. Use the appropriate mode for my hardware. Use desktop mode or use tablet mode. for switching or don't ask me. Hide the app icons on the taskbar in tablet mode. Automatically hide the taskbar in tablet mode. So in tablet mode, you're going to be using your touch, your finger, or you're going to be using the stylus. So let's dive over to multitasking. Now multitasking. So in Windows 10, you can arrange windows automatically by dragging them to sides or corners of the screen. So in Windows 10, this is kind of cool. Let's say I have a window open, and I take this window, and I drag it. Okay? Let's say I take another window, and I drag it. All I have to do is just take that window, and I literally can drag it around my screen. So what I'm going to do right now is open right now. So I'm just going to go ahead and close some of these screens. Uh, I'll just get back here and close some of them, make things a little easier. Um, again, Windows 10 does try to, so I'm going to close some of these windows right now. So you can actually make uh, a screen. All you have to do to snap them closed is really easy, and, and I'll show you that in just a second. In fact, uh, one nice thing about Windows 10 is that they made this so easy that when you're working with a program and you just want to take that program, you literally can just put it on one side and you can take another program, and you can literally put that to another side. A technical difficulty there. Um, sorry about that. Uh, but we are back. And, um, you know, I was talking about all boxes around the screen, and they're literally, they're literally snapping. Very, very easy. Uh, very, very simple. And uh, that's So that's an option. In your snap, arrange windows automatically when dragging them to the sides or corners of the screen. So if I was to drag one at a time with the top, the bottom with the bottom, the side, top left, top right, top right, bottom left, bottom right, automatically snapping. When I snap a window, uh, automatically size it to fill available space automatically, that's on. When I snap a window, show that I can snap next to it. When I resize the snap window, windows. That's on. On the uh, taskbar, you can show windows that are open, only the desktop is using, or, and then you can also press the Alt-Tab window. They're open for only the desktops I'm using or all desktops. So, connecting the PC, another area. You can project your Windows phone or PC to the screen and use its keyboard and phones can project to this PC when you say it's okay. By default, it's always off, but you can turn to available everywhere, or you can ask to project to this PC every time a connection is requested or just the first time. Require 
it's going to require the pin for pairing. This PC can be discovered for projection only when it is plugged in. On, yes or no. And therefore, projecting to this PC. Again, remember that you can project to this PC okay, um, from another place. So again, really handy, very, very flexible. So they've even tried to amp up the display, uh, but the way Wi-Di works, for those of you that don't remember, in one of the episodes we talked about, you can basically take your HDMI TV, a Wi-Di device that's built in wireless on it, and then any Wi-Di enabled laptop or or, uh, or PC has Wi-Di enabled on it, be able to connect to that device in addition to any other wireless networks. And it won't cause any kind of inconvenience, and there's only a connection from that laptop right to that Wi-Di device. And it's a secure connection. happens very quickly, very easily, and they have a solution for home. We talked about a solution. So getting down to a little more stuff, so let's talk about apps for websites. So apps for websites, or you can turn off an app to open the website with a browser. So your browser... Uh, right now is the only installed app that can open websites. You can install um, basically another app to open them if you wanted to, and then we have the about. So this is interesting. Now remember how we have Windows and would give Windows 10. Well, what I want to tell you, and a lot of people don't know this, is that if you go to your settings, again, it's just a matter of finding all the information. All the information is really there. So I'm going to go here to my system. And I'm going to go all the way down to system, and I'm going to go down to where it says about. Go right there. And I get the same thing that would get to my system control panel um, area. Tells me my field since uh, gives me all that great information all right on the right on the system. Um, one thing I would say when you can use what they call a local account offline, which I recommend. If you use another account, which is for work or for school, keep in mind that the password is actually not stored on the PC, but it's stored on the cloud. So what happens is if you forget it, you can basically reset that password and be able to log to your computer. Uh, if you lose internet, no, no, no fret or worry. It just takes the last password that you have, but you'd be, have to reconnect to the internet to be able to change password. I don't like this. I like using a local account, and the reason is once you start creating these accounts online, you have to get into more um, challenges for some people to have to turn off certain settings. Otherwise, Windows is actually capturing a lot of information about you. And we really need all this information, right? I mean, one of the things is Cortana. And as nice as she is, she actually gathers a lot of who knows? It could be sold to somebody. I mean, I don't know what they could do with it, but it's it's not a great idea. So I always recommend creating a local account. Or one of the Microsoft Edge laptops or whatever it is, they're going to try to set you up where you go to the Microsoft store. They're going to try to tell you that you need to set up the account. Don't do that. When you go to users, I'm going to show you how to do it. It's really easy. So go to the flag, and you're just going to type in users. Remember, it's actually part of the app, right? So we'll get to that in a second. But we can go right on account with Zip settings. Okay. And right now it has my name. I'm a local administrator. And now it says here email and then the app accounts. And 
okay? Access work or school, family and other people, and sync your settings. Now, if I want to create another, I can go back to my accounts, okay? And you'll see right here it says your info, okay? So, so account, email, and app accounts, okay? Where it says add an account, you just click on the word that says Click Add Account, go to Advanced Setup, okay? Now, what this actually does is this is setting the, the account up for email, calendaring, and contacts. Again, the whole point that if you go through Microsoft's little roundabout, you have to kind of do everything they want to do. But if you go to the COG, okay, or you, you, you type in, yeah, you go back there and you type in Users, User Accounts, you're going to see that it panel, user account, user accounts, and you can click on where it says manage your credentials, create a password reset, but you're going to want to manage another account. So you'll click on manage another account, add a new user in PC settings, and then it's going to ask you to add someone else to this PC is what you want to do. Once you do that, Microsoft's going to come back to you in a couple of seconds and they're going to try to connect online, and they're going to try to figure out how will this person sign in. Don't fall for this nonsense. Skype, Outlook, don't fall. Don't have this person information. Just click on that. Perfect. It'll fail. Then it says, let's create an account for you. No, let's not. You actually can do it. However, Microsoft wants everything tracked, and that's the whole problem with Windows 10 is that to be tracked. All this, uh, I know a lot of information in this intro, but I didn't know how long it was going to take to go over this with uh, a lot of you here. We have something here called devices, and devices that going to be where I can manage my printers, okay? But keep in mind, the settings area, I'm managing it in the app way, okay? It's saying search for the printer, find the printer, and it will install pretty much automatically for me. Again, doing it as the app. If I click on that, I have your connected. I have change your adapter options, sharing, home group, and network troubleshooter. Change adapter options, and you're going to be brought right into control panel, network internet, network connections, and then from there, I can actually right-click, go to properties, and so a lot of done through the app, but there are some things that actually get pushed back to the actual control panel program. So most of it is in the app, but there is a lot of stuff, like, for example, changing the TCP IP, you don't change the app, it gets changed somewhere else. So if I click on Wi-Fi, it says my Wi-Fi is on, it's connected, it's secure. If I click on show available networks, it's showing me all of my networks that it can currently look at in the area. Hardware properties, it tells me what kind of network I have, and for security reasons, I'm not going to have all this. Uh, I'm using uh, gigabit Ethernet um, uh, with uh, with um, certain connection. It'll tell you. Um, and again, very easy, very, very simple. And in Windows 10, you actually can take a hotspot network before uh, it's and cafes. And you can let you can use the online sign up to get connected. So that's one of the things. And you can also get online when you're going to go find Wi-Fi. 
would turn on Windows or Template Connect to open hotspots that aren't secure and see if paid Wi-Fi is available. Okay. So again, options put in to make life a little bit easier. But if I click the options, just change adapter options. Remember what it does. It brings me to control panel, network and internet, right? Then you have an option here that says Ethernet, and right after that, you have another option um, where you can see local connection, etc. And then you have something here that says dial-up, which nobody's really using. In my case, I have VPN, I have airplane mode, I have mobile hotspot. Okay? Um, my mobile hotspot is off. If it was on, it would basically use the network with the number that it assigns, a random number, and then what it will do is it will actually allow me, and I can change the network name, and then so what this does, if this is on, it allows someone else to use my laptop as a mobile Well, think of it as a device that is actually broadcasting its own Wi-Fi. For example, when you go to remote available because there's just no Wi-Fi, but you can take a, let's say, Verizon or whatever other device, and it can three or and she will provide service. So there's Wi-Fi, there's no Wi-Fi for you to use, like, let's say, in the building or the house, but there's a three Wi-Fi, which, um, for whatever reason, you want to be able to connect mobile devices, and you can do that very easy and very simply by having it be, keep in mind, you're going to be paying for that. When you have a mobile hotspot, if I was connected to something, let's say in a house or the business or wherever, connect to my laptop and I and they don't have to pay for it. So that's kind of what that does for you. And then you, of course, you have Windows. So data usage from the last 30 days, it will tell me what my Wi-Fi is. It'll tell me how many megabits I use. This company. I think it's really neat. And then you have something that says Ethernet. Ethernet is going to be your wired character channel, how many you use. And um, it actually breaks it down into megabits. So this is tell you which program, for example, an Explorer used so many kilobytes. And it'll break it down to kilobytes and also megabytes. If it was only kilobytes, it'll show kilobytes. Outlook, system are actually pulling the data. So very handy, very easy, and you can see very quickly uh, if you're going to be going over your thresholds. And then you have proxy would anywhere else. I'm not going to get into that right now. Uh, looks like we have to go to one more quick commercial, say, so stay right where you are. We'll be right back to are you having challenges with your service crashing? Having issues with large file transfers? Is your system always getting attacked by viruses and spyware? Or are your workstations always slow? Jmore is the solution. Jmore has nearly 20 years of experience helping small businesses to large corporations manage their technology. At Jmore, we specialize in engineering technology to grow your business. Watch out for those promising you support for a low price. When troubles arise, you want the expertise of the Jmore connection behind you to run your business while you get a good night's sleep. Visit us on the web today at jmore.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. So if you just joined us, we are talking about the intro to Windows 10. Uh, we've covered quite a bit of information, and we're continuing to move on. We're up to personalization. Uh, and I'm not sure if we're going to get everything in this episode, but we're going to get a lot of it. And then next episode, we'll just kind of uh, continue where we left off. It'll be like a part two, and we may add a few other things. Don't overwhelm you. I just want you to feel comfortable. 
uh, and not fret with Windows 10 because although it's similar and it's different, um, it's not the same thing. So, for example, if you were to, let's say, get a new car, right? Maybe where they put some of the, the controls are a little bit different, but the car basically drives the same way. Maybe there's a couple new features. Maybe some features are removed, some options are removed, but the car still gets you from point A to point B, right? And that's the basic thing about Windows 10. It really does the same thing. Into its tracking technology, how the login system works, like with the uh, the ability to change passwords. And they're always forgetting their password, and they don't have a recovery disk. That's where that's handy because now if they had an online account, you can just reset it for them, or they can reset it from their phone, and now they're able to log in. But keep in mind the dangers of that because now you're security settings, you're going to get yourself in a little bit of trouble because all that stuff's going to be set off to Microsoft. And to be honest with you, but I don't really trust any of these large corporations, nothing against any of them. But if uh, they're about to make money, they're going to take the step and if it act, the, the money. And if it actually causes them to make some more money and uh, may sacrifice your integrity or may sacrifice uh, your privacy. I'm not talking about your credit card information. That's just, that's it, plain and simple. So we're in the personalization section. So we have the background, the colors, the lock screen, the themes, the start, the task bar. This is second we're up for tonight because uh, there is quite a bit here. Uh, so we're really what we did is we covered um, system device, network, of access, privacy, update security, and we'll go a little bit more in the control panel and how to access some other things. So we'll go back towards this personalization. And background, you can change the background picture. I can go to a slideshow if I have a slideshow, uh, which will pull from your, which will pull by default your picture, uh, your folder. Okay. So as long as you got something in your pictures folder, um, you're you're good to go. Pretty simple. If you don't want that, you can go back to solid color or you can go back to picture. Okay. And then you choose your picture here at the bottom. You can choose a stretch, a tile, a center, or a span. Colors. So we also can set access to colors. If you do very easy to do, you just pick that. Automatically pick an accent color from my background. Make the start task bar an action center transparent, which I think is um, it can get a little bit annoying. Show color on the start task bar in action center. Show color on title bar. Light or dark. Okay. High contrast settings. Again, very similar to what you saw before. Uh, things like uh, high contrast. And from here, you see your narrator. Well, we'll get more into that a little bit later because that gets more into the the access. It's just another way it gets us in there. And then So by default, a theme setting is going to comprise be comprised of a set of uh, nice nice photos. It's going to have a color. It's going to have some sounds, and it's going to have a screen. Uh, that's pretty much how it works. It's it's pretty uh, it's pretty straightforward. 
Uh, I think you will appreciate it. The screensavers, you could actually change it to do bubbles. Now, keep in mind, when I did this, it actually launched the control panel, appearance personalization, personalization, you saw Windows 7. So, again, it's just some of the stuff appears to be hidden, and we'll show you a little more about how to find it down the road. So what advanced sound settings do, it brings you back to the sound manager where you have recording sounds, and you can actually go and you can actually change the different, you can actually change the different um, associations if you wanted to do that. Uh, desktop icon settings, computer, recycle, control, user files, network, this PC, my name, network, recycle bin, you can actually change an icon, so if I didn't like something, I could go over here and I could change it to something else if I wanted to. Okay. And very, very simple, very, very easy. Uh, mouse pointer settings. So mouse pointer settings, uh, what you're going to find is some mouse pointer settings, and this is one of the little challenges, is that if you do not have the newer driver for the synaptic for there's going to be some minor issues. There is one that they still haven't fixed, and that's that the control panel extension is incompatible with driver versions. There have been a content I found one to two minor inconveniences, but nothing so far that would prevent you from needing a major workaround. Okay, so that's, that's important uh, to note. We have our start. On or off, okay, so we can show more. It's actually called more tiles is actually what it's called. And we can choose to have lots more tiles. In turn, show more tiles off. Occasionally show suggestions in the start menu. Show most used apps. Use the start full screen. If you use the start full screen, um, it actually is going to look more like your Windows 8 okay? And I think some of you remember that, and I think a lot of you didn't like that. It was actually a pain. So I recommend keeping that setting actually um, turned. So where it says show, use full start screen, just leave that off, okay? And they have to worry about easily. The, um, the thing that's nice about this is that, you know, you have this flexibility. You also can show the open items in the jump on the task mirror. And you can choose which folders appear on Start. Uh, for example, if you want the File Explorer on the Start menu, File Explorer right on the Start menu. Okay. If you want a Documents on the Start menu, you can have it right on the Start menu. Uh, so right here, when you when I say the Start menu, let's say I File Explorer, what it actually does, ladies and gentlemen, is it actually puts it right on the side. I think that's a really easy feature. You want downloads there. You can also add downloads there. So again. I think it's very easy. I think it's very, very handy. Um, music, pictures, videos, uh, home group, network, and then also your personal folder. So, again, there's a lot of customizations uh, to Windows 10. I want to talk about your taskbar. So we can lock the taskbar, automatically hide the taskbar in desktop mode, automatically hide the, the taskbar in tablet mode. Preview the desktop. You move your mouse to show the desktop button at the taskbar, and um, you know, lots of stuff. I think is definitely 
going to uh, make a difference. Uh, replace command prompt with Windows PowerShell. So when I right-click the Start button or press Windows X, uh, that's what's going to happen. No badges on the taskbar. And it looks like, uh, as I had told you, it looks like we're just about wrapping uh, the show. I hope you all enjoyed this show. I hope you've learned something. And I hope you're going to become more familiar um, with Windows 10 as we progress. And time to become familiar for living. I'm John, and you've been listening to the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. Have a wonderful week, everyone. From all of us at the Jay Moore Connection Incorporated, we'd like to thank you for listening tonight and invite you to join us again next Monday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Be sure to tell your friends and associates about the Jay Moore Radio Show and call in live. Be sure to call us early next time so you can get on air, too. The Jay Moore Connection, where engineering technology to grow your business. And you can chat with us right now at jmor.com or call us at 800-208-5155. Thanks so much for stopping by and have a great night.